the college football experience, USFL spring ball announcement for 2022 episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500 terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, remember to take some time and chill and grab the perfect cold refreshment, Coors Light. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. This is Jerry Glanville. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Yes, yes, woo! Welcome, welcome to the college football experience. Well, somewhat USFL 2022 uh, brand new s- comeback. I don't know what to say. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. And I'm joined by my co-host, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hello, buddy. I mean, let me just do this first. Let me. I mean, it's been since 1986, my friend, 35 years. Yeah, that's right. And all of a sudden time this movie came out, (laughs) all of a sudden I get woken up today with text messages, uh, sleeping in a little bit. The USFL, the United States football league is back planning oh, and, and beating the XFL to the punch in a way, because the XFL had kind of suspended a, you know, they were planning to come in 2022. Uh, then they said, they're going to talk to the CFL about a merger, which we don't know what is occurring there. They haven't hit us with news in a while, but they said they were going to suspend until the 2023 season. So then the, that you have the USFL saying, no, we're playing this spring and a minimum of eight teams could be more. Holy shit. That's my reaction. Holy shit. What is your reaction? Patty C more or less the same. I mean, uh, pretty amazing. The fact that you're bringing back those brands. I know that you mentioned now, uh, the league suspended operations. What was it? 86, 85, 86. But you said that you, uh, you have uh, one of your first earliest football memories is a little USFL action. So Uh, yeah, dude, I remember, uh, you know, I'm the youngest in my family. I can remember NC Nick. If you listen to the college football experience or the college basketball experience, NC Nick is on there a lot. Uh, Him and my brother and my father watching the USFL in, we had a, a, our house was at that point. I, I moved out of this house like a year or two later, but we had an addition built on 
And that's where like the, the, the only cable TV was. So <laughs> these games, I mean, back then you didn't have all those, those outlets I mean, cable just started. So there was only ESPN. There wasn't even ESPN two. So I re- Kobe was watching the USFL on a six inch TV and <laughs> <laughs> 1986. So uh, I do have a recollection of that. And, and I mean, that's another thing that makes this so great. There's so many levels of there's So this is just a reaction pod that I want to ask you about, but first the fact it's like, okay, yeah, you're starting a spring league. We believe spring football should happen every year. And in a way now, in a way now, when you consider three years ago, we had the AAF two years ago, we had the XFL or a year ago. I'm sorry. So two years ago, we had the AAF last year. We had the, the XFL this past spring. We had the FCS college football, which during didn't even get much airtime, but the national championship had 2.4 million viewers at one point late in that game. Um, so you, we know the XFL was doing well. Now the AAF folded, they had financial problems. They also didn't have the greatest TV deal. I actually like the AAF better than the XFL, but, but he, I, I appreciate all of it. I've been saying for years and Patty C can attest to this. We've known each other a long time. There's room for football year round. I believe in a spring league, the, the USFL's first mo- mo- uh, mock essentially proved that if they didn't go up and move it and go up against the NFL, they were gaining fans year by year. And it's a shame that uh, Donald Trump, you know, convinced all those other, uh, you know, owners and, and all of the USFL to do that because it, I think it would have been successful. I know it would have been successful. And well, how many sports leagues are viable that have less than 2 million viewers? You know, I mean, I feel like the XFL was routinely cranking out like at least a million on a weekly basis, Yeah, you know? And the AAF was put, putting up good numbers. I think college football in the spring put up pre- pretty solid numbers too, like you just said. So, I mean, MLS, I don't think baseball is necessarily, I mean, I think baseball does all right, but that's a super established brand. Like, well, well the main, can- the main thing is the TV deal, essentially like the AAF struggles were a, their own financial backing that they, yeah. they, they were basically in a losing deal from the start one, basically like uh, what are you Ponzi schemed them almost. Yeah. Well, and the fact that, they didn't really have a great TV deal. The first game was CBS, which got great ratings. Yeah. But after that, it was CBS sports and NFL network. A lot of people don't even get those networks. So right. those damaged them. Whereas you see the F- fucking millions of people. If you know, you're on a remote station yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know? well, the XFL proved, I think what could be uh, before and COVID. So the networks will allow for them to, uh, you know, get some, I mean, Fox, they said Fox is uh, doing the deal with yes. USFL. Yes. That's Fox. Huge. That's what I'm saying. Well, in, in the spring league, another one that you can't even gamble on uh, has been getting great ratings considering it's the spring league. You can't gamble on it. The, 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 no one knows what the hell that league really is, but they've been putting right. it on they have, what, four teams. One of them is called the glacier boys. And like they, they do their extra points off of a fucking stool no one's taking it. That's basically like a, a shit version of like arena football. And it's still like getting ratings. Yeah, no, I want to say uh, it got like 600,000 views. Uh, so, I mean that, that alone right there um, should tell you what, you know, like, I mean that, that alone, I, there's no doubt in my mind, the NBA ratings have been declining. Uh, we know baseball ratings are never great until the playoffs. So there's this point in the season right after really March madness is, is the only 
the only and thing, yeah. Dead spot for like, you know, yeah, every everything off after March Madness until the NBA playoffs and with the NBA struggling right now. I mean, fucking Alabama, Ohio State, these they fill out an entire stadium for a spring practice. Yeah. You know? Well, look There's at this. Look at this. I'm, I'm I'm looking at this. The Spring League on uh May 11th released some numbers that uh Saturday afternoon's Jousters General Generals game, I'm sorry. 380,000 <laughs> gen, genitals. That's they, if only they had the balls to pull that one off. The Hello. the Houston Genitals. Um <laughs> No, uh, had 380,000 viewers to compare that to the NHL on NBC had 502,000 MLS, 489,000. And the FCS football that particular weekend had 710,000 just about. And then, so, I mean, dude, with three, the spring league is nothing that that's not, that's one location. So I'm saying like, if you are throughout the country and you have fans and, and, and everyone going to this, there's more excitement around the, 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 the whole country. I, I, I'm really excited. I really am excited. And another reason that there's levels to this Patty C was them retaining. They bought out the trademark logo, the OG logo and the team names and the team names, please, please have the balls to stay. They have, in my opinion, out of all the leagues that have ever existed, they have some of the best team names of all time. I'm talking do about, them off? do you have them? Uh, do you I, have them up? I got them. I got Houston gamblers. One Amazing. of the best names ever. Obviously that's, that's our team of choice. There. Yes. That's my number one. But number two is the San Antonio gunslingers. Please don't go the PC route. Let them breathe. Let them be who they are. All right. Um, Memphis showboats. Great name. <laughs> Great Amazing. name, great logo. Um, the Pittsburgh Maulers, great name, right? Then, then you get to like Tampa Bay Bandits, uh, Oklahoma slash Arizona. They were in two different cities. The Outlaws, that's a great name. The Orlando Renegade, um, the, t- the just all across the board. I, I, I like the uh, the Oakland Invaders. I think there's a lot of room for them to come back, considering the Raiders are gone. Chicago Blitz, Denver Gold, Jacksonville Bulls. Los Angeles Express, Michigan Panthers, New Jersey Generals, um, Philadelphia slash Baltimore Stars, and the Man, Washington Federals. Yeah, Washington Federals as well. I and the Birmingham Stallions. I don't think I mentioned or the Portland Breakers. Portland Breakers were in three different cities in three years. But um, Patty C, what, what's your first reaction to them? getting the names back and the, the, the logo and everything that, that great American logo for the USFL that they want to use. Uh, My first reaction is honestly like that's, that's massive, you know, because uh, it brings credibility and brand recognition. And that's really kind of the, the struggle that all of these leagues face is like the perception that they're starting from scratch and that there's, you know, no history to it and the fans can't get behind it, but even just a little bit of history because the USFL whether it lasted or not has a legacy, you know, and it's a recognizable brand, you know, it had massive stars at a time, you know? And so, uh, people will be hungry to resurrect that, you know, whereas opposed to like starting from scratch, you get a certain type of fan that is attracted to that. And certainly, you know, it's been proven to, to work on a certain level, but I think brand recognition is massive. And uh, plus they have great brands, like you said, so it's fun. I'm interested to see, we can talk about the talent. Uh, Do they, 
I, I got to see the deal. We know they have a deal with Fox sports. I'm curious. And I, I think most people like that one owner league, right? But I'm curious if gambling money is going to be a part of this because I would think that's gotta be one of the marketing selling points for the, for the reason why Fox would go on board with this. The, the AAF, you could, the AAF, you could gamble on XFL. You could gamble on spring league. You cannot. And they, they spring league got that many ratings without gambling, which is fucking incredible. But so what I want to understand is how, how do they regulate your ability to gamble on that league? Well, I'm just saying there's no lines. It's not out there. There's no gotcha. lines on the spring league. You can't find it anywhere. And what, I, what my point though, is that with the legalization of gambling, um, I think it's only a matter of time before a, 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 perhaps a company owns a team or owns a league. Think about that. Think outside the box here. If DraftKings was to throw in a bunch of money or whoever, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe they buy the whole league and then they say, Hey, play the games. Well, our DFS and, and everything else you can bet on. We, we take a percentage of it. I just think it's, it's the future. And if it doesn't happen here, it's going to happen somewhere. I think, I think it will happen somewhere. In our life. There are a shit ton of rich people. And I guess, uh, I mean, a company owning a league is one thing, but at the same time, like, or the, just the a team of the, what's that? Or just a or team. team. Yeah. Right. Well, either way though, I mean, it could be like a, uh, a company. I mean, that, that would be interesting. Um, you know, if it was a kind of a publicly owned company that was, uh, you know, and publicly traded company that owned a team, um, either way, like if you had like an Amazon, Jeff Bezos is for all intents and purposes, the owner of that team. And well, he's, and that's Amazon. Owning I, a team, I would love to see now. I, I guess the question to ask you is, would you prefer the one owner league where that guy has to fail for all, everyone to fail? Or would you like to see Bezos have a Washington USFL team? And uh, you know, maybe the CEO, maybe Barstool. who knows Barstool. I know there are competitors, so we don't, want, <laughs> but maybe, yeah. you know, they buy a team and everyone else buys a team. And you know, I don't know. I mean, what would you prefer like that? Or would you prefer the but one There's something them? to be said for like, uh, like the personalities of owners, you know, uh, in the NFL, unfortunately the, like, that would be more fun if, if you got some hotshot owners, because really the owners in the NFL have all gone kind of quiet. You don't have your Al Davis's anymore. Jerry Jones is still probably the only one. Dan Snyder is just kind of a knucklehead. You know, he's an asshole owner, but he's not like <laughs> a, a fun owner, but I would think, I mean, the the rock as like the, the league owner of the XFL is cool, you know, and he can guide that ship in the same way that uh, Dana white has the UCF and, or, or a UFC rather. And uh, you know, that could be a good thing for the league, but you know, I, and we were talking today, I think competition, I think two different models existing at the same time and pushing each other, you know, maybe one guy owns the league by himself and maybe a bunch of other owners, uh, own their own teams in a, in a different league. And that we could see which one uh, emerges as the superior product. Well, especially at a time. I, that's what my point, I know Patty C texted me saying, Oh, the XFL should merge with USFL. I say, no, I say, keep them separate entities have different. like, I, I don't care what anyone says. I don't like the XFL's kickoff rule, right? I don't, Neither do I. I thought it was creative. I'll give them credit there. But to me, it failed on the test. Well, it's um, simply a, another attempt to reduce the amount of contact in football. It's like the equivalent of like taking away uppercuts in fucking boxing. Like, yes. no. And that's, that, that's the, the, the case that, that I want to make is that we sign on to football. The reason why we're football fans is we do want to see 
hits. Now, yes, we don't want to see someone hit 30 minutes after the play, but w- the game is the game. All right. We signed on for that. Just like we see UFC becoming such a popular sport. Well, fans want to see that. And I'll always be a fan first. So I'd be a fool if I didn't tell you that I want to see collisions. Yes. We want to see that. We don't want to see flags on every play. We want to see a normal kickoff. We want to see the game the way it was intended to play. Now, obviously some adaptations have happened over the past hundred years or whatever, however long the sport's been existing. But I hope in the USFL can do a normal kickoff like the spring league does from the 25, right? And they have returns and it's normal football. And I'm hoping the USFL pays attention to that. I would also not like to see the flagstone so, so frequently. I would also not like to see the, I, I would like to see the defensive holding rules go back to what it was pre 2003 or 2004, where you could actually jam the wide receiver. Some, I don't know that I'm sure none of these are, or all of these are going to hit for me, but I'm hoping that some of these obviously, obviously the AAF, I love the way that, that you could hit the quarterback. If, if he held onto the ball for too long, just like the FCS allowed it, you know, because it wasn't too big. In fact, this is really kind of like a perfect storm because uh, these leagues aren't big enough right now to, and, and almost like the fact that there would be two of them, uh, it allows them to both be a little more under the radar. Now, the problem there obviously is like, is there enough regional and national support to, you know, support the product and pay the players and not fold, uh, and still be under the radar so, so that you it can, doesn't even need to be uh, under the radar though. Like to me, it's like, no, this is the sport. I'm a fan first. Before yeah. any of this, I sign on to see the sport played like this, not the changes I, that have it happened. Shouldn't have yeah. to be on the radar, but uh, it just seems to be the way it's going. And I will. That's another point: is that you know the the hope for these spring leagues is that they would, to some extent, be competition for the NFL and the AAF achieved that the first year. They allowed more hitting, and and people were very receptive to it, enjoyed it, you know, and then. Uh, but the worry for the XFL, especially with the rock being like potentially like exploring a political career, eventually, you know, that he wouldn't be open to allowing hitting. And in that sense would kind of position himself as a minor league to the NFL and any spring league is going to be tempted to position itself as that a minor league to the NFL. And like, uh, uh, what do they call that in baseball? A, um, uh, like yeah, the minor leagues. League. Yeah. Farm league. But like, like G league has in basketball. But the fact that there would be two competing directly each other, against each other in the spring that have, you know, the same level of clout means that one of them is that they're going to be vying for eyeballs directly w- against each other a- at the same time. And so that's going to lead to more hitting because well, fans want that. What's a more American than that though? Some competition. I, I love, I know some people said, well, the XFL shouldn't be happening at the same time as the, uh, as the, uh, as the USFL, you know, they're, they're going to lose b- both sides of this. No. Maybe, and maybe you're right. I don't, uh, but I'm saying competition's always good. It's the American way. I, yeah. I, I, I'm AFC very versus NFC, baby. Yes. ASL versus NFL. And I can't wait. I cannot wait to, uh, to see the future. Now, ho- hopefully if now let me ask you this, if they had to bring back, they said minimum eight teams, which eight would you choose? I mean, would you go, it's gotta be there. Do you really think they'll, they'll bring back the gunslingers? I mean, I, I think that I, they better bring back the gunslingers. They should bring it back in any city that doesn't have an any major city that doesn't have an NFL team that had previously had a USFL team should be a lock to be brought back. 
Yeah. I mean, I would think, well, we just saw, that's another thing is like, we just saw three years or two years of, of teams play in cities like San Antonio's market was great. You bring back them as the gunslingers. That market was great in the AAF. It was great. They were selling out games. St. Louis. We just saw now I would obviously in my dream scenario, they wouldn't be playing in that dome. They'd be playing at the the Cardinals baseball field. Hopefully they can lock that up. But uh, then you saw the San Diego fleet. Now I don't know. The LA express were a team. Maybe they go there or Oakland obviously doesn't have the Raiders anymore. Maybe they go there. I'm just really excited to see what, if you had eight teams, where would you choose? I mean, DC is a market where I, I think the skins or whatever you want to say, the, the football team, you know, Dan Snyder's pissed off that whole fan base and it's a football town. You saw the hell, how well the XFL team was doing in DC. Yeah, they did. All right. For some reason, uh, I hate to say it, but Los Angeles might be one of the later places I would go just because it's, a pro sports town and you got the Lakers, you got the Clippers, you got the Kings, you got the Dodgers, you got so many teams competing for eyeballs, you know, throughout the spring. Um, what, I mean, I guess if you, you go down to orange County, you got the ducks, you got, I mean, but we went, like, we went to a wildcats game and it wasn't horrible. The turnout wasn't horrible. No, it wasn't terrible. It, it was decent. But again, like I would rather, if I'm starting a league, I want to go to a, a fan base that's frothing at the mouth for, you know, and starved for a football team that would come to the stadium and, and sell out, put it in a freaking Oklahoma, put it, put it in Nebraska. Give us a Nebraska what, what, football team in the spring. What about the Oakland invaders coming back with the Raiders? Not there. I think that one makes sense. Yeah, totally. No, that's huge. I'm, I'm sure Oakland as a city, especially with like what the, there are whispers of the A's potentially leaving to yeah. maybe even Las Vegas too. Yeah. Like uh, they, as a fan and as a city, they are their own city. I mean, San Francisco and Oakland is the equivalent in distance. I want to say to like DC and Baltimore, you know, and Baltimore's got two sports teams. Uh, and so why, why shouldn't Oakland be able to be a via, why, why, why should those be the same market? So to speak, you know, why is San Francisco and Oakland got to be the exact same market? So yeah, you're right. It makes a good point now. Now. So if you, okay, I'm looking at these cities, San Antonio gunslingers make sense because we saw how great that success was, right? Maybe yeah. you move the LA express to San Diego, or maybe you just call them the California express and they play games in both cities. Yeah. Right. That could be too. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would say you probably want to, to the AAF had a decent turnout in Memphis, I believe. And in Orlando that maybe those catch your eye. Uh, maybe, you know, Memphis showboats. I think that's a, such, such a great name. I would love to see them come back. They did have the Oklahoma outlaws at one point. Maybe they come, maybe they go. I mean, I, I guess my question is if you had eight teams, I Texas, you got to take you got to take the Houston game. The Thunder fan in the NBA, like yeah. Oklahoma, has been shunned from pro sports for so long. Give them a fucking pro football team, they will fill that stadium out every week. Let them play in Norman. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, it's right. But. It's only like twenty minutes from Oklahoma City or four, thirty minutes or something, so they can still carry on the OKC name. But I mean, I think you got to go Houston Gamblers. You got to go San Antonio. Uh, San Antonio gunslingers, those two they're in for me, right? Yeah. Texas is football. I think you add in the Oakland invaders. That's three, right? 
Get a Columbus team. Get a Columbus, Ohio team. I would rather do Canton, Ohio than Columbus. Oh, Canton would be great. Canton but they don't, great. they don't have a, a, historically a team. So I'm wondering if they're just going to use their old team names or are they going to move them? But I like, so to me, if I had to do the eight, it would be Oakland invaders, San Antonio gunslingers, uh, Houston gamblers. That's three. I would go Memphis showboats four. that's a big city. No NFL team there. Right. Uh, I would probably go after that. You go Tampa Bay bandits, five Pittsburgh Maulers six. I, I think you have to go New Jersey generals just because of how classic they were. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I like the fed feds in yeah. Washington too. So maybe that's your eight. That's your eight. Maybe, maybe you consider another, uh, I mean, the Michigan Panthers were good. The lions have been so bad. Why not throw a team there? No one, right. you know, half the maybe fan base a winner. Yeah. Maybe win a playoff game for the first time in a hundred years. <laughs> hey, what, what about, what do you think? Canton bulldogs. Wasn't that the first NFL team? You think the uh, NFL has got that? They should probably trademark. Yeah, they probably but. have that trademark, but you could do something similar with the dog. Um, Canton, yeah, Canton, Canton dogs. There you go. The great Danes, Canton, great Danes. Um, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but my point is I'm really excited for all this uh, Portland, Portland breakers. That's a city that doesn't have an NFL team. Portland's a, a, a I mean, you see those Oregon duck games in Eugene. Why not? Yeah. Why Any not pro team that it has successfully supported another, uh, like a pro team for an extended period of time you would figure it should be a natural fit that doesn't have a football team. Yeah. It's like, what do you, what do you think though? Gun to your head. They said minimum eight teams. You think they go eight? You think they go more? Uh, they could go eight in the first year. And I think it would, it would work. You know, I said, I don't know what, it, what the uh, element of competition with the a potential XFL slash CFL coming out at the same time would be whether they would want to expand to a bigger product or, you know, I guess we would see that once it shakes out, but eventually, obviously I don't think eight is big enough. Of course. Of course. So, uh, all right, we're going to talk more USFL 2021 season here, but first I want to tell you guys, the the college football experience is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games, generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to a $500 risk-free bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and download the app today. Um, I also want to tell you, we're brought to you by Coors Light. Do you ever feel like you're on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit that reset button to get ready for what's next? Because these days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop you know, hustle all the time, work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues and expectation to be on 24 seven. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off the everything and hit reset. And that's when you should reach for cores light baby, because it's made to chill the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way you always know what time it is. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Uh, Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, Patty C. So, you, when you need to hit that reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Jeez, I can't read. And as always, celebrate responsibly. Um, Patty C. 
Yeah. Like I, I still got, I know we're, 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 we're minutes into this thing, or, you know, 25 minutes or so into this, but I still want to touch on some of these. T- do you think they'll grab the talent? Do you think they're going to go 18 or older out of uh, so people as a freshman, like Trevor Lawrence had to, had to come back. Uh, Justin Fields, I think had to, had to play another year. Those guys would be available. I think if they're smart, you know, knowing the USFL's history, having the likes of Jim Kelly, Doug Flutie, uh, Bobby Abair, Doug Williams, uh, Steve Young. The, I mean, I could go on and on. The running backs: Herschel Walker, Gary Anderson. Uh, you know, Reggie White was a part of the league. Kent Hull, huh. Gary Zimmerman. You know, like a million Hall of Famers, right? Yeah, there. Sean Lendetta. I could go on and on. George Allen was a was a part of it. Jim Mora. Uh, Bill Pullian, I could go on and on and on. Uh, J- June Jones, just a, a ton of uh, Mouse Davis, great wow. names that were affiliated with the USFL. Anthony Carter, remember Anthony Carter at Michigan? Um, Gary Clark, JMU guy. But do you think they'll they'll find a way to grab talent like that? Well, I think they obviously should be open to being creative. But I would think, I mean. Uh, watching the G league, which has the stupidest name, the G league, the Gatorade league, there's no marketability whatsoever to, to, for players to like go to that league and not be seen on TV and just take a check. Uh, like the number three picking, what is it? Uh, green, uh, I'm forgetting his first name. Um, Jalen, Jalen green is projected to be the number three pick in the NBA draft. No one has seen him play because he's been in the G league, but he got what? $500,000 to play this past year. Well, they're not and on so- Fox though. They're not on Fox. Uh, so, so maybe I'm saying with this, with Fox having the USFL. Well, yeah, that's, that's even more of a reason that the, they'll probably get bigger contracts too. You know, if you're, if you're an 18 year old and you can go play three years for a million bucks a year and then go to the NFL and get 10 million, well, uh, and, and, and you're going to do that. And for me as a college football, you know, me and you as college football, we host a college football experience. We talk college football 365 days a year, subscribe, but I don't really care that the talent goes elsewhere. I don't really care. Cause to me, Auburn, yeah. Alabama, still Auburn, Alabama, army, Navy, still army, Navy, uh, Florida, Georgia, you know, all these great rivalries, USC, Notre Dame. It doesn't matter. It's I've made this case on the college football experience. It doesn't matter to me that I'm seeing, you know, I, I I'm okay. If Trevor Lawrence is in the, uh, it's almost like in the G league college basketball to me has, hasn't suffered one bit with those players going to the G league. You have no idea who they are yet. You yeah. know, you don't miss what you haven't seen, you know? So it's, Oh, there's a good guy playing in the G league. I guess we'll see him when he gets to the NBA, you know, but we don't have to worry about that with this because not only will college football still have its alumni basis and still be a great product, but even if we really wanted to see, so I'm not, there hasn't been anyone coming out of high school that's like, I have to see this guy, you know. Yeah. But I mean, maybe like a LeBron James or something. That yeah. that hasn't happened in a really long time, where there's like a a guy that would would have really like added something to the college game, where yeah. it, it sucks that he didn't play, you know. Yeah. But um, even you can deal with it. I think in the pros, whatever, if they go and play pro football right out of high school, I can deal with that. Yeah. I'll still sure. be a fan of pro football. I'll still be a fan of college. Football. That's what I'm saying. There's room. There's room for everything here. There's room for everything. Uh, I can't wait. And uh, hold on. I want to tell you guys the college football experience is brought to you by prop swap. Yes. Prop swap. Uh, we're, you know, we're brought to you by prop swaps and it's America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on the NBA championship and Stanley cup futures. When you buy directly from another, from other sports bettors like yourself, See a ticket you like, but 
think maybe the price is too high. Well, submit a bid for, you know, whatever price you think is fair, then buy it. Prop swap is making it easy to, uh, to profit these playoffs by trading in and out teams as the postseason progresses. Essentially every ticket purchased on prop swap, you know, can be sold at any time. Patty. See, it's great. Uh, last week, a prop swap customer purchased a Montreal Canadian Stanley cup future for $45. Then when the team was down three, one, all of a sudden they came all the way back one against the Maple leaves. And a few days later, he flipped it for $600 uh, with prop swap. Your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Think like the stock market, but for sports betting, um, use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com or download the prop swap app today. Okay. Uh, I, I know I got a few more things I want to touch on because I, this is going longer than I thought, but I think it's just my excitement. So what kind of pressure Well, first off, how do you like the move of them? You know, the, the, the XFL basically said like, yeah, we're going to, we're talking to the CFL. We're going to push back our season to 2023. And out of nowhere, the USFL says we're starting spring 2022. What do you think of that? That finagling, that's great business opportunity there. Right? It was, uh, they're very nimble. I have no idea how he pulled it off. There's the, the guy who runs the spring league, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my question is, what does he do with the spring league? Does, does he disband it? He or said does he he's keeping it. He's keeping it. He said, but that, that's why I'm so curious for the USFL to make more of a statement here. We know Fox is somewhat business partners. They haven't, uh, they invested in the league, uh, the USFL league. Uh, yeah. but I want to see if it's just this guy and, and Fox is, is there more money there? I would imagine a gambling companies could be behind that, but I don't know. I don't know. And I, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens and, and, and find out all these details and also find out the teams that they're putting in. I mean, dude, spring ball is not that far away. I mean, I know where it's June 3rd right now, but still with college football is two months away and they're going to have to announce the teams here in the next like six months. You would feel like I would think even yeah. faster than six months. Right. I would think they probably, cause you want to build up, you know, excitement or in these cities. Yeah. I would think you'd probably want these out by like October, right? Yes. Yeah, some tickets beforehand, yeah. start selling season tickets and whatnot. So their work is certainly cut out for them, but how, how do you, how you like that move? And, and what pressure do you think it puts on the XFL and, and which one are you more excited to see? I want to know all, all that. Quite frankly, I, I, if I'm being honest, I'm more excited for the USFL. Me too. Because yeah, because I think like, like I said, with, with the rock, I just think that the temptation is going to be too great for him to, to make it like a, a namby pamby little product. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can just see over the top, like, uh, you know, daddy daycare. Well, I just thought, I I thought the team names originally with the XFL were kind of, they were lackluster to me with the exception of like, I think the renegades, which was a USFL name. And then the roughnecks, I thought those are the two that stood out as decent names. Um, the rest were kind of like, uh, kind of, defenders didn't it was, was kind of bullshit. It was like, kind of like, okay, you got to name these team names, but these old USFL names are great. I think. And I, I see your point. The rock is, is a guy from, you know, Hollywood. I know he played the game in the CFL and at Miami and I appreciate that. And I'm still going to tune into the XFL, but I'm way more excited to see. Where- He's not going to cross a line. He's not yeah. going to cross the line where society says, no, that's not okay. He's not going to cross the line where he might catch some flack for it. Whereas if the USFL gets some interesting owners, or if this guy's like a, got brass nuts, like Dana white, then he'll say, fuck you. And then we might have some, 
real entertaining football like we did back in the day. Yeah. You know, or like we do when we see lower level teams playing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, that's the hope. Um, like I said, I'm still on board to, for, for the XFL too. I think having all this is, is fantastic. I'll be, we'll be handicapping all these games. We'll be covering all these games and watching all of these games. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think those, I think we hit on all the questions I really wanted to ask you. Is there anything else you want to propose there or talk about or about well, what's that? I'll say this. It's great for us, you know, because we have kind of like uh, really put our focus towards you know, college football and college basketball. And so that leaves a little bit of a, uh, an empty season for us from April to uh, August really. And we we fill it up. We do our best, you know, and we, we give you all the previews we possibly can, but having something like that is exciting. Like the USFL and the XFL that'll carry us straight into the uh, college football season. And then bang year yeah. round, we're rocking and rolling. Yeah. And, and I went back and watched that old intro for the USFL with them buying that logo, meaning they're going to still own, run with that logo. I yeah. hope at least that's fantastic. Cause it looks really old school and classic, but then yeah. the old intros that ESPN used to do, I feel like Fox could easily mimic that into in 2021. Come on guys, give us what we want. There's a bunch of diehard football fans that I truly, I mean, my father's one. And my brother, yeah. I have, I have another brother is a little bit here, yeah. you know, that we've gotten enough of the 2020 thing. Bring us back. That's what I'm bit. saying. Well, look, sports, whatever the politics would be sports in general, the NBA ratings are down. I, I know the NFL still, I think they were traditionally a, a little bit down, but they're still amazing. I, I know personally, a lot of people that stopped watching certain pro sports for certain reasons. It wasn't always, you know, Donald Trump or, or, you know, black, black lives matter, whatever it was for all different types of reasons. Uh, sports is escapism. And I think that's, that's, that's what they wanted it to be. Yeah. That's what they wanted it to be. So I think there is a lot of people out there that are thirsty for it, for football, especially for that product to be presented yes. as, you know, free of all the politics. Well, it's not yeah. a politics. It's it's a, it's like a, a big soup. Yes. It's politics, whether it's left or right, whatever, but there's both angles attacking that the, the NFL essentially. And also there's the flags and then the rule changes. I think there's so many disgruntled fans for, for all of those reasons that I think there's opportunity. Now I'm not saying they're going to beat the NFL out of their money or their ratings or anything, but I just think there's opportunity. Fans will fans love football. That's a fact in America. And I think there's opportunity to be had here and for people to, to really be able to watch. I like the AAF better than the XFL. And I'm hoping this is more like the AAF, but in general, I still enjoyed the XFL for what it was. So uh, I'm excited for, for both sports going forward, but I'm really excited for the USFL and I saw that Doug Flutie video. Did you watch that Doug Flutie video? I did. Putting some nice hype out there. Yes. Yes. Uh, check yeah, that you know out. What? One great thing is the rock. He is not a bitch at, at his heart. He is a fucking gangster, right? But maybe the USL fell lights a fire under his ass to take his product. That, that's what to I'm the, saying. To the extreme. That's maybe what I'm saying. What's that? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The competition is great for one another. In my opinion, it's only going to help if the USFL has the normal kickoff, then the XFL has that, that garbage kickoff that I think is garbage that then people will get to see both engage there, there and other rule changes, whatever other team names, other cities. It's, it's great for the sport. In my opinion, let's, uh, let's hope that both these work out and, uh, and we, we can talk about this for years to come, man. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, competition in American sports has always been a good thing. The a- AFL pushed the XFL, and both of their products improved as a result of their competition with each other. So it is time that we in- reintroduce this concept into our American <laughs> sports because it's the most fucking American thing there is. Yeah, and you know the Rock though. Seeing this news, he probably he probably felt like Jerry Burns of the Minnesota Vikings did back in the day. Yeah, yeah, he, he felt like, he felt like shit afterwards. Everybody booing the shit out of me, but he worked his ass off. <laughs> no smarter. Uh, uh... Oh man. Okay, guys. If you're a first time listener to the College Football Experience, uh, I know this isn't college football, but I just wanted to do a special episode. We love football on all accounts. We love the NFL. I mean, we love the NFL. We love the XFL, the AAF, the World League back in the '90s, uh, and and the USFL. So I just had to do this, get Patty C's two cents. I'm excited for it. And uh, you better believe it, it coming closer to the spring. We'll have some type of podcast feed just for spring football. So, and I'm, I'm curious to see what the XFL does, how they react. Uh, well, hey, this is all fantastic. It's great. For, the great gauntlet f- has been laid down. Yes. Yes. So make sure you subscribe to the college football experience. Also, we do talk college basketball year round, subscribe to the college basketball experience, both two different feeds. Uh, me, Patty C, our third co-host, who's not here on this episode, NC Nick. Uh, we handicap every single college basketball and college football game, and we talk college basketball and college football year-round. Uh, make sure you subscribe to both of those. We've been over 500 picking every game of every single season, uh, Division One style, uh, each year, each year individually. All of us over 500, and then as a collective, obviously over 500, and then we're also way over 500 on our locks. We give you all of them for free on the show and also on a spreadsheet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Make sure you check it out. Um, and uh, look, if, if you're kind enough to go and leave us a nice review, we'd certainly appreciate it uh, on iTunes. We, I mean, that's kind of how we make our money guys. So certainly if you can get over there on either feed, talk about the show, say some nice things. And if you do that, take a screenshot, tag me at the Colby D on Twitter and I will send you a college experience t-shirt. Give me a follow as well. I got to play that game. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one. Give him a follow NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. And uh, don't forget to follow the sports gambling podcast at the SGP network and check out the Slack channel sports gambling podcast. Cause you better believe we're going to be talking USFL and XFL and all that stuff in the Slack channel. We talk all different types of sports. It's a lot of fun. It's like a house party at DJs just talking Hey, you know, take the Padres minus a run. And then uh, the next, pr- we have all these different channels. You'll have every different sport. You could think of indie car racing to, uh, to badminton probably. So subscribe to all of that. Thank Patty C for coming on this show and talking USFL. Look, I love it. You better start thinking about yours, right? Let's get out of here. This is the college experience. USFL. What the fuck news <laughs> episode. You better start thinking about yours. And we out.